Today on Locked On Canadians, the Habs have signed Emil Heineman, and we're going to do a little bit of an in-depth look at Mike Hoffman and talk about whether or not those criticisms are warranted. And finally, a listener requested that we do our NHL Awards predictions and opinions, and that's coming up all on this episode of Locked On Canadians. For Locked On Canadians, your daily podcast on the Montreal Canadiens, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to episode 587 of Lockdown Canadians. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. We are closing in on that 500 subscriber mark. And once you do that, I'm probably going to have to do the hot wings gauntlet, the whatever it is, the hot sauce gauntlet. The we'll hot ones gauntlet. The hot ones gauntlet. That's the one. Um, and we'll talk about that in just a moment. But first, my name is Laura Saab, also known as the Active Stick. And I'm joined, as always, by Scott Matla of Habs Eyes on the Prize. Scott, how are you doing on this fine Monday evening when we're recording? Uh, I'm doing all right. Uh, if you hear thumping or meowing uh, to my left, uh, your right, potentially as you're watching this, I don't know how directions work. Uh, the dog's throwing around one of her Kongs. And in the other direction, the cat is screaming for attention. So if you hear either of those in the background, uh, I am a good pet parent and they are just very <laughs> needy. So... <laughs> Well, you know what? One of our good friends, good friends of the show, asked for cat updates. And so there's there's the Nala update for now. Uh, Scott, the Canadian signed Emil Heineman. To me, I was kind of, I was trying to figure out what their thought process was here. I It felt to me for a second that they were kind of trying to rush their plans with him. They seemed to be a lot more positive on him than, than people. And then I thought about it and I was like, oh, they need bodies in Laval, do they not? I, I looked at this and Jared Book put it really well in the uh, Eyes on the Prize Slack is that he signed he was signed, I believe, for another three years or two to three years in Lexand over in the SHL. And yet he didn't really play much past, I believe it was March 17th. He hasn't played like at all and he was injured. And I wonder if the team and the Canadians knew this was the case and they went, we're going to keep him out of the lineup so he stays healthy. And then they're going to sign the Canadians because this is the guy that they targeted and they liked when they traded uh, Tyler Toffoli to, to Foley to Calgary in the first place. So I'm wondering if this was always kind of the plan was to get him over here and hit them in him in their development pipeline. Uh, he will be reporting to the Rocket on a PTO and his uh, entry level deal starts next season, where he'll be given every chance probably to crack the Canadians lineup, but. More than likely, it seems that he's probably going to be uh, starting with the Rocket next year. And it, like you said, they need bodies right now. They're getting healthier. Alex Belzeal and uh, Cedric Paquette should both be back this week. Uh, Lucas Kanata is joining the team as well uh, this Tuesday when they get back to practicing at Plas Bell before a two-game series with Rochester. It's a lot of reinforcements, but I think for uh, Jean-Francois Houle, this allows him to kind of freshen up the lineup guys who might have little nagging injuries might be able to take a little bit of a rest now. And they they're not playing ECHL call-ups on their top line. It gives them a little bit of, I don't want to call it breathing room, but flexibility. And I'm excited to see what he can do. And if he is in the lineup, when the team comes to Rochester next week, my hope is that I can be there to actually watch that game 
and, you know, see him in person myself. Yeah, and that's the thing is because he's right now amongst the fan base is quite an unknown quantity, right? He's one of those people that when they traded, when he was the quote unquote, the centerpiece of that trade, which again, the Canadians really wanted him, but I would still say the draft picks are the centerpiece of that trade. Um, people were like, who, why, wh- what is it that they want with this guy? What is it that they see in him that the rest of us don't? Uh, the Calgary Flames fans were kind of like, oh, the ha- they, we didn't give up anything to the Habs and got Tyler Toffoli, which I think that this front office is way too smart for that. And so I'm really, really excited t- to see what he brings to the to the Rocket. And I'm I'm starting to get really excited for the Rocket as well. Just just down the stretch, you know, I was I was literally thinking about it. I was like, I wonder if I feel safe enough to go for a game at, at, at Place Bell. I'm I'm quite excited to see uh, them, especially since the Canadian season is ending a little bit early. So we're hoping that the Laval season extends quite a bit beyond that. Um, yeah, they are <laughs> in tough too. Like the thing is about the Rocket is they're not a star-studded team. Like they just played uh, in Abbotsford. And Abbotsford features, you know, several of the league's top scorers and some of the Canucks' top prospects. A lot of the guys that would have been starring for the Rocket this year are playing in Montreal. Laurent Dauphin, uh, Jesse Alonen right now. And it uh, maybe not starring, but like someone like Corey Schooneman, who is a regular in that lineup, is also in Montreal. And they're still managing to kind of keep their wheels turning here and turning out like quality hockey. They're playing well. It's just they're in a division where... Uh, the difference between second place and sixth place is like 0.0016 point percentage. So their last 13 games all against the North division matter a lot. And they're going to get down their support, especially this weekend. It's old time hockey weekend, which means they're wearing other uh, retro inspired throwbacks. They didn't get to wear last year. They are gorgeous sweaters. I'm very mad that they're only going up for auction because I want one, uh, I will send Laura the link to it. We can post about it on Twitter, but they are stunningly gorgeous jerseys. The Rocket do a really good job with their throwbacks. And I I really, really wish I could be there to watch this game. They don't lose often when they wear their alternates. They play their best games and they are, it's going to be a good time. Get down to Plus Bell if you can make the trip or buy a package on AHL TV, watch, support the team. Uh, not to humble brag, follow the work on Eyes on the Prize between myself and Jared. We cover all the games, so... There's no excuse to not have a chance to watch at least one team make the playoffs in Montreal this year. Yeah, I agree. And I I actually am getting quite excited. And so assuming I don't get COVID, uh, I'm going to go to one of those games on the weekend. uh, I think I've I've decided I'm going to invite some friends and uh, and see if I can make a game of it. Uh, The same time, uh, just before we move on real quick. The Rocket on their social media have a feature on Laurent Dauphin playing for the Montreal Canadiens, and it's a really sweet little video. Um, so check it out. It is on their socials. It's literally just, just it was posted today. So <laughs> it's a very recent video. And uh, I don't know, I'm, 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 I have a lot of affection for this team right now. But one player who's not getting a lot of affection right now is Mike Hoffman. We ourselves have been critical. A lot of the fan base has been critical right now. Uh, some of the media has been a little bit critical. And so let's talk about Mike Hoffman because we were kind of challenged by one of our listeners, which I love that. I do love that. We were challenged by one of our listeners to talk about why Mike Hoffman isn't really succeeding in Montreal. So we want to take a little bit of a deeper dive than we have in the past. And that's coming up in just one moment. But first, Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, including this week's Masters Championship odds, 
podcasts, and reviews for all of the different leagues this season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. BetOnline, where the game starts. And BetOnline is going to be so useful to you when you are betting on who's going to make the NHL awards. And that's going to uh, come up a little bit later in our show today. All right, Scott, so we've been pretty critical of Mike Hoffman. I think that we were challenged by Lister, and I think that's fair. Uh, We have been talking a lot about how he's not adding, and he's not necessarily subtracting. But the problem, I think, with Mike Hoffman, and the question is always like, what went wrong? What happened? What happened in Montreal? The problem is that Mike Hoffman was signed to a team that he did not fit in. That's the only problem. That's literally the only problem that I can see because he does something that teams need, but he doesn't do what this team needs, especially not at this moment in time. That's all I'm seeing right now. To me, that's the crux of the problem is he never should have been signed in Montreal. He should have signed somewhere. He should have been signed. Maybe Montreal offered him the most money, the most term. It's fair. Maybe Montreal was exciting after the last Stanley Cup run. I, I, that's totally fair. Like I'm not faulting him for taking the money, for taking the term, for coming to a city such as this. And I'm sure he's a really nice guy. I just, I, he doesn't fit on this lineup. They do not have the pieces to bring out the best in him. And I, I just, I think that's the only problem. Yeah. And it's, I'm looking at natural stat trick right now. And out of everyone on the Canadians, he's 17th out of 26 forwards in terms of expected goals for percentage and it's just, I know the team is bad this year. It, it, we were well past the point of that being a thing is that we know the team is bad, but it's really bad when there's not a fit. And to go along with that is they don't know where to put him in the lineup that makes him effective. And I'm looking at a chart on hockey viz, uh, Micah Mc, Blake McCurdy's website, which is very good for understanding um, advanced statistics in a uh, graph or a chart sense. Almost every single player on this team is better when they are not playing with Mike Hoffman. And he's not a a possession suck. It's just that he doesn't fit into anything where you are of a team that is based around effort and um, pressure, not one shot, one finish kind of mentality here. And it's just, he doesn't fit what the mold of this team is. And Maybe if they had a functioning power play or an offense where they could shelter him on like a third line or something like that, they could make it work. But it's just they haven't found a center that meshes with them. Yeah, they've had two quality NHL ones all year and Dvorak was injured for most of that. And Nick Suzuki's playing tough minutes and you can't have Hoffman do that. If they're going to keep him, they got to find a way to find him a spot in the lineup, whether that means giving, getting another center to take heavier defensive minutes and freeing up Nick Suzuki or finding an exploitation center to play those bottom six minutes and put Hoffman on his wing, heavy offensive zone starts and go from there. It's just, I I don't want to dump on the guy because he can shoot the puck and you can see that he has skill. It's just something isn't clicking between the ears. Sometimes you watch him make passes to nobody. He tries to do too much sometimes and it's, I don't know if he's just trying too hard and he's overdoing it or if he's just not, you know, I don't want to say he's not there, but like just not clicking the way that he needs to for this team. 
I think the clicking is a really good thing to say because I don't think he's not trying. I see him trying. I do think he's making an effort, but I just think that the fit is just not there in terms of the support players. Like we talk a lot about how he's just, he's not that great defensively. And that's great when you have a lineup that is full of playmakers and scorers and you're throwing Mike Hoffman on for offensive zone starts. You're throwing him on for the power play. I, I really think that Mark Bergevin took a look at that power play that, you know, over the course of the season got a lot of criticism and was like, I need somebody on this power play to score. That's not what he needed. You know, you do need people that can score, but you also need your power play to be dynamic. You need it to be aggressive. You need it to be creative. You need it to be uh, constantly mobile. When I say dynamic, that's kind of what I mean. You need it. You need to put the, the right players together. Just throwing a guy who can score goals on there is not going to help. Will you throw Mike Hoffman on there when you've got the other team's weakest defensive line out there? You've got the bottom pairing out there. You know you're getting the offensive zone start. You know that, you know, the players are are strong in the neutral zone. You know that there's somebody there that's going to give him the puck that he's going to finish because that finish is his thing. If you can't get it there, how are you going to finish? And so I think a lot of the things right now that that Martin St. Louis is trying to preach is like more intelligent hockey. I hope that helps him if he stays on the Canadians. But if he doesn't, like I truly think he needs to be on a lineup that has a lot more offensive talent, skill, and depth. I think depth is the big thing. Like he's a depth player for a team that's already stacked. And yes, he's going to score 30 goals for that team. And yes, he's going to be a nightmare in the playoffs for that team. He can't do it in Montreal right now because Montreal doesn't even know what it is. And I think that's a key thing. I And I'm looking through other charts here is that it's like it doesn't seem like they know what they want him to be either. Like he started the year getting mostly offensive zone shifts, got hurt for a little bit, came back, got some offensive zone shifts. And then it's just this roller coaster of alternating between mostly offensive and mostly defensive zone shifts. He's played with almost every forward, you know, top six forward on the team here. And it's just he can't stick somewhere for more than a, a couple of games, it feels like, or, you know, a mo- more than a month with anybody. Like his most common line mate, it looks like is Brendan Gallagher and Laurent Dauphin, which all due respect to them, probably not going to get the most out of a guy like Mike Hoffman there. And I, I, it's hard because like you said, it's not that he's not trying. It's just that it's not coming off for him. Like we've yeah. seen guys go through goal drops. We saw it with our Tari Lekkinen. He always had effort, but the thing is he could present effort in the defensive zone as well and have versatility there. Hoffman's kind of a one trick pony. And when his one trick isn't working, he just sticks out. Josh Anderson can be the same way when he goes cold, but you don't see it from a Suzuki, a Lekkinen, uh Philip Deneau when he was here, because they have other talents that work in other parts of the ice and it's one of the biggest questions I think facing Hughes and Gordon this offseason is what do we do with this? Because it's four and a half million dollars cap space. They're likely going to need if Carey Price is ready to play, which it looks like he's getting closer to doing. That's it, it's a luxury that this team doesn't have or need right now. Uh, having a guy like Mike Hoffman is great, but if you're rebuilding and you don't have the pieces to make him work, it's taking up space that you could use for other things right now. So Yes. I think he's going to be a very curious case this offseason. I absolutely agree. And it is it is a lack of support. The Canadians didn't give him the tools to bring out the best in him. They didn't have the tools. They should have made that calculation 
before they made the signing and that that i think that to me is is the um is the problem it's it's really not his fault we we criticize him like players the fans criticize him players don't criticize him fans criticize him uh I, i've seen some of the media criticize him a little bit it's literally not really his fault you know he's trying he just it's the wrong fit and the thing the difference with josh anderson is that he brings other things it's like yes he's mainly a one-trick pony but he's really difficult to wrestle with in the offensive zone like he gives the other team's defensive players fits right so at least he's doing that. He's distracting them and Cole Caulfield and Nick Suzuki can go score a goal or whoever, right? Like he's playing with Vorak. He's got a bit of chemistry with them and all of that. So I'm not too, too worried about Josh Anderson. I'm quite a bit more worried about um, Mike Hoffman and what's going to happen to that cap hit. But we have run out of time in this segment and we really want to get to all of the NHL awards that you want to talk about. And that's coming up in just one moment. But first rockauto.com that's the only place you should be looking for anything to do with car parts or car accessories i've told this story on here before i'm not going to tell you the long version i'm just going to say real quickly before the holidays by going to rockauto.com i found a part that was a quarter of the price that i was quoted by a big chain store so don't go to a chain store where they're limited in stock they're limited with the brands that they work with and they will charge you the 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 price that they charge for 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 regular for customers and not uh, professional mechanics. Whereas on Rock Auto, everybody pays the same low price. And those prices are always reliably low. Just go to rockauto.com, pull out your phone right now and do it. You can put in your car's make, model, and year. They've really got everything. Whether your car's a classic or you bought it a couple weeks ago, they've got every single car make and model. And year there, all you got to do is you pull up that drop down, easy to use catalog. You select the part that you need. You can even choose your own price among the options. It's literally so easy to use. And it all of after all of that, it's going to get delivered directly to your door. You don't even have to move. It really makes it so simple. So if you want to be like me, you want to be smart, you, you're going to go to rockauto.com and you're going to enter Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, so Scott, I can see your mind working right now. We got asked uh, what our predictions and opinions are for the NHL awards this year. And I gotta say, I'm still quite bitter. I am too. Uh, so I, seeing as we're going to be bitter, we're just going to start right away with this. Let's, um, my, we'll start with the Calder Trophy here. I only picked a few because we go through every single award. This show is going to be two hours long because there's so many options here. Uh, so I picked the big four, the Hart, the Vesna, the Selkie, and the Calder. Um, and starting with the Calder, I'm my pick is going to be Moritz Sider of the Detroit Red Wings. I think just what he's been able to do on that team, which has been a flaming tire fire for a month. We're talking like Dominique Ducharme levels of tire fire in net and on ice product there. That he's been really impressive in the minutes he's played as a young defenseman coming into this league here. And all due respect to Michael Bunting, who has had a very good season, but he's, what, 26 years old? Like, Moritz Sider is a child still in this league. And I think that what Sider's been able to do is just really, really impressive from a hockey standpoint. Because I thought Detroit was crazy for picking him that high. And I've been proven wrong on that. And that's okay. I, I like to be wrong about things like that sometimes. So 
I am going to be better, though, because based on the way that he's been going, uh, Cole Caulfield should have been a Calder nominee this year, and Dominique Ducharme robbed him of that because he was a mind-bogglingly terrible coach. I'm not going to be bitter about Dominique Ducharme. I don't. I really don't want to like rehash that and relitigate that every time. Uh, I will say that I agree with your pick, Moritz Sider. Um, that was a little bit of an unexpected fun thing for Detroit Red Wings fans, which we don't really have a problem in general with Detroit Red Wings fans right now, other than our nemesis Will. Uh, so we don't want him to be happy, but we also don't want Michael Bunting to get the Calder Trophy. I know it's like a journey, blah, 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 all of that. I don't even want him to be a finalist. There's like Trevor Zegris in the mix. Like, no, it's got to be Cider. Uh, no Bunting, like not even in the conversation. And you know, a whole bunch of people in the Leafs media are going to give him votes. So he's probably going to be up there in the finalists. Uh, next, uh, did you say you you had down the Vezina as well? Yes, I did. I have the okay. Vezina Trophy down as well. All right. So who's your your pick for? It's got to be. It I has to be Shesterkin. Shesterkin. <laughs> Shesterkin. Yes. Yes. Um, I I thought uh, Campbell had a very strong uh, bid early on, and he fell off the cliff. And I think Andre Vasilevsky is always hanging around. But I also think a dark horse in that could be someone like Jacob Markstrom, who I believe leads the league in shutouts. He's been beyond solid for the Calgary Flames. And I think he's uh, nipping at Chesterkin's heels if the Rangers continue to kind of uh, waffle a little bit. But I think that uh, Jacob Markstrom has been extremely, extremely good this year too. Kind of almost underratedly so because the Flames aren't, I don't want to say not lighting everything up, but they are definitely kind of flying under the radar of a team that really has a good group put together right now. I'm so excited about the Flames in the playoffs. They really better not disappoint me. I'm like hanging up my, like, I'm literally going to stay up late for Calgary Flames games. Uh, I agree with your pick. And I do want to say real quick about Jack Campbell. Uh, he apparently has been playing with a, or had been playing with a broken rib when he was so bad in February. So I think that that's not a good idea. And we're not going to get into that rant in this episode. We've done it before. Please do not play injured. It's not worth it. Do not. Like, he, he screwed his team over by playing injured. Anyway, um, I don't want to see the Leafs succeed. I'm just saying, don't play injured. Uh, just take care of your body. What's your next award that you had down? Was it the heart? Uh, I figured we could save the heart for last since I think it has the biggest debate. Uh, I have the Selkie. As, mm -hmm. And I guess we can include the Norris as well in here. Um, the Selkie for me is always the, is Patrice Bergeron slipping this year or is he still great award? And I... It's hard for me to not assume that Patrice Bergeron is just going to be the potential winner for this again. Future Montreal Canadian Patrice Bergeron, mind you. So, uh, but I want to give a special shout out, and I know this is going to burn some absence, but I think Philip Deneau is going to sneak some votes in there again. He's been incredible for this LA Kings team. He's got 21 goals on the year, uh, playing heavy defensive minutes. I think he's someone that should, honest to God, get some very uh, should get some some love from the voters this year. I I agree. I think he's playing he's playing like a young I don't know. I don't even know. Um it, it's like he refound his game. It's like he's a whole new person, right? It's 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 just I hope that he gets a little bit of attention especially since the Flames are uh, sorry. The Kings are poised to make the playoffs this year. Uh, who who would have thought it? Uh, I think Alexander uh or Sasha Barkov merits uh, uh like a vote in the conversation i do think it's patrice bergeron though because people are going to look at his age they're going to look at the season he's had and they're going to be like well we got to give it to him right like that's that's basically 
even if he slipped, you know, at this point, he's old enough that he's going to get the age points as well. He's going to get the age. Um, what do you call it? The established veteran votes, basically. Yes. And it's like, yeah, well, you're still here. So mm-hmm. um, um, Norris. All right. Norris for me, like, I still think that Victor Hedman is the best defenseman in the NHL. I know Kale McCarr is like doing really well, but I, I, I can't I can't give it not to Victor Hedman. I, I have been swayed on this a little bit. I think Cal Makar is going to be the one who wins it, but I do think that Roman Yossi is going to get uh, potentially jobbed out of this because he's on pace for a 100-point season as a defenseman, which is just stupid in the modern NHL. Uh, and he's been extremely good for the Predators. And our good friends over at Lockdown Preds and uh, a couple of friends over at SB Nation, I think, are going to really appreciate this, but... I, I've been kind of swayed that I think Yossi should be it should push Makar a lot closer than I think people are willing to admit. But I think Makar's high end flashes this year are just going to win over everything. Um, but Yossi, yeah, I mean, for me, he's been on the highlight reels and the conversation all season long. I just think that Victor Hedman is just like a force to be reckoned with. If Victor Hedman does win it, I'm going to be stunned just because I think this is Makar's award to lose just because of how the league works with that. So I'm very curious to see how that all plays out. Um, and I guess that leaves us to our last one, the heart trophy. I don't where... want to do this one. <laughs> no, because here's the thing is it's the worst of three worlds. It's got Toronto, it's got Edmonton and it's got a goalie involved and Alan Walsh's client, Jonathan Huberto, if that's your, if that's your pick of the litter too here. And my thought is because we have a franchise that has two goalies who have won the heart trophy is that, most valuable to their team is that the Leafs without Austin Matthews this year won both their games pretty handedly and without an issue. Uh, the Rangers without Igor Shesterkin some nights look like an AHL club. So it's very, very interesting to see where um, his votes lie in this because Shesterkin's kind of come back down to earth a little bit. He's still playing well, but Austin Matthews continues to score goals and underratedly, Jonathan Huberto just set a record for most assists by a left winger in a season uh, in their win over the Canadians. It's like there's no shortage of bad options, but people are worried that Leon Dreisaitl's votes are going to get taken by Connor McDavid and vice versa. And I don't know what to tell you. That sucks for you. Maybe you should win more games or something like that. But <laughs> I I think Matthews is going to win it. There's going to be a lot of debate regardless of who wins it, I think, whether it's Dreisaitl or Huberto or whomever. It's going to be nonsense because every year people argue that over what the status of the heart is and it's most valuable to their team not the most valuable player in the league that's the ted Lindsay award which will probably go to austin matthews that's exactly it and so like i think that austin matthews is going to win it because of that that connor mcdavid and dry canceling each other out but i also think that jonathan huberto like i love him he's had a great season but he's on a stacked team I don't think that makes you the most valuable player to your team. That's I think that just by default, right? So I do think that Austin Matthews will win it. I do think Shesterkin is deserving of it. Uh, but I think at the end of the day, you know, those are all worthy candidates. I, I would put Jonathan Huberdo a little bit lower on the list, to be honest, just simply because all of Florida was doing good, playing lights out. Their system's amazing. They're railroading people. We saw them against the Canadians. They're a scary-ass team. Now they've got handsome Ben Chirot. Um, I just wanted to say that Ben Chirot is handsome. If there was an award for handsomeness, you know, that you've got, you've got, you've got Josh Anderson, you've got uh, Ben Chirot. There are a lot of handsome players on this league, but at the same time, 
I do think that Austin Matthews is going to win it. And and the thing is, like, I can't say that he doesn't deserve it because he is pretty valuable. But like you said, the Leafs were able to win without him. And they probably would have been able to still make the playoffs without him or if he had played half a season or whatever. Like his injury games or his suspended games or whatever it is that he was out for. Um, like, they still won. I Like, I... I don't know. I, I, I just think that it's going to be his award to win, and that's fine. Like, I would rather Austin Matthews win the heart than than Michael Bunting win the Calder. He's <laughs> 26 goddamn years old. He's like, not just 26. He's playing with Mitch Marner and, and Austin Matthews. Like, yes, you get points for that. Like, I could get points playing alongside those two. Yeah, it's and not that he isn't having a good season, but, like, come on. Like, right? Come on. Yeah. I, yeah. And this isn't me being bitter about Cole Coffin. This is just me going, he's 26 years old and he plays with a potential Hart Trophy winner. Like, okay, neat. Uh, Cole Caulfield had to play for Dominique Ducharme. So <laughs> there should be, there should, you know how there's like an award for like overcoming hardship off the ice. There should be an award for overcoming hardship on the ice. Well, God, so many teams to be nominated for this year between like the Flyers and like Detroit and Montreal and like, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. Like a lot of competition in there, to be quite honest. That's it. And so if you want to subscribe to our podcast, that was a very weird transition. That was our opinion on the awards, everybody. Uh, tomorrow night. After the game, I will be recording an episode with a special guest. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Habs-Sens game. Uh, Scott is going to be enjoying himself. We'll let well, Scott, do you want to tell the people what you will be doing? Uh, I have a, well, we're, uh, we're in a suite at the Buffalo Sabres versus Carolina Hurricanes game. So my plan is to just <laughs> boo both teams roundly while I am there. So... And so Scott is going to be enjoying himself. So I have a special guest co-host uh, to break down the Sens-Habs game. And that'll be on Wednesday. So if you want to follow all of our episodes, you can find us on YouTube. You can also find us wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe. Please rate. Please review. And please comment. We do like when people challenge us. Like, you know, today we had to talk a little bit more about Mike Hoffman because we were challenged by a listener, which I love that. Uh, and in the meantime, you can find us on Twitter at LO underscore Canadians. You'll find Scott on Twitter at Scott Matla. You'll find me at The Active stick you can email us at lockdowncanadians at gmail.com and if you like this podcast check out lockdown fantasy hockey as we're going down the stretch they're going to be the most valuable listen that you have